Welcome to the McAppen Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm in. And as per usual, we shall be talking about some movie news. We got a shitload of news for you people today, and then we'll be Do doing you? some. Yeah, we have a lot of reviews. We have. We have a lot. Okay. We, we've got a lot of news. No, we, got news. we have a lot of news. I have the internet at my fingertips. Excellent. And within the internet, there is many news. So today we'll be looking. Gavin will be reviewing Shrek Ever After. Shrek Ever After. Shrek yes, 3D, 4D. What the fuck is this now? This is a uh, Shrek. Four in 3D. However, I did not see it in 3D. Good, because you know my stance on that shit. Fuck 3D. That's yeah, right. Sorry. And uh, you will be we'll be having some nostalgia today. Well, I'll be doing a review of In the Loop first of all, which came out last year, but also I'll be doing a retro review of Crawl. Crawl. Not the Conqueror. Not Momoa. No. Not Sorbo. No. There will be no Sorbo in this dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it dojo? Dojo. <laughs> I don't know. You're fucking Asian. Tell me. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm not a real Asian. I'm yeah. an imposter from another planet. But we'll run through the news. I'm also run through. Discovered you. We'll run through the news. You're medium man. We'll run through the news and a few bits of uh, stuff. And uh, at the end, as per usual, we will wrap it up with the box office results from Malaysia and the United States of America. Whenever and I say, whenever I say like the full name, United States of America, I, I feel said like, that last I week. I feel like Bruce Willis. No, I didn't say it last week. I probably said it a few weeks ago. Yeah. I might have said it last week because it's an amazing quote. It is. The United States of America just has to save the world. Moving on to news. Actually, if you disagree or agree with any of our news or Gavin's uh, Bruce Willis impression, email us at podcast at mcgappenfries.com. That's podcast at mcgappenfries.com. For those of you who don't get Gavin's Irish brogue. <laughs> podcast at mcgappenfries.com is the address to... Right to. So Gavin, start us off the news. If you like us or if you don't like us, email us. Actually, I'm putting a fucking challenge out there to all you people that to listen to the rest of the stuff that we're going to do. If you hate our shit, write to us, tell us what you hate, and we shall respond in a constructive manner. In kind. We'll come around to your house with a dump on your laptop. So anyway, Gavin, start us off the news. Comic books, dude. Comic books. Comic books? Comic books. I like comic books. Do you like comic books? I love comic books, Ian. It oh, turns really? out that now... They're now, like you know, because there's some buzz been generating over um, the uh, new Green Lantern movie that's coming out. Yeah. This is probably the first DC comic property that has generated this kind of excitement since Dark Knight. That isn't that you know isn't that, Batman. That isn't Batman or Superman. Yeah. You know, I mean, there has been some talk about Wonder Woman, and there's more talk about Wonder Woman. Oh, really? Well, yes, but there we'll get to that in in a little bit. But. Um, there's been this whole new development now because there's been some uh, footage released of uh, not not footage but uh, there was a, a a photo not too long ago about Peter Sasgard as a uh, Hector Hammond and big head um, guy. yep and uh, there's also you know like uh, the guy who played fucking Django Fett he's playing Ovin Sor oh sweet yep 
I can't remember his name. Tamura something. Yeah. <laughs> he's Morrison. Tamura Morrison. Tamura Morrison. Yeah. He's Once for Warriors. He's Kiwi. Once for Warriors. Mm. Awesome movie. Beats his wife. Yes. Much better than Attack of the Clones. But uh, so he he's been talking a little bit about it, and there's been concept art released, and then also there's been some photographs of uh, you know Ryan Reynolds running around where he's fucking like uh, he's fucking light suit so they can motion CG in the shit later. because it has been. Uh, uh, made public that the Green Lantern outfit isn't actually it won't actually be like a proper costume it'll be CG yeah so that is very interesting that is very <laughs> interesting no no I mean it's one of those things that can go either way he's gonna be glowing yeah, no, it, yeah but you know but after, you after hanging out with Carol there, there you go there you go I mean like fuck if I was fucking Scarlett Johansson I'd, You'd be, be, glowing. I'd, be, I'd be glowing too you know? but it's Blake Lively though <laughs> no but he's married to Scarlett yeah yeah true, true. <laughs> I don't think he's fucking Blake Lively <laughs> I hope for his marriage <laughs> dude Ryan are you if you are don't don't yeah. you're a fucking black widow many men would give their left testicle to be there don't do that shit anywho don't fuck it up for Gossip Girl okay the Green Lantern yeah a lot of heat so there's a lot of heat, and so because of this now, there's a whole slew of new DC characters that are getting some attention. Supposedly, um, the Flash is getting a greenish light. Yes, yes, there's... And At so last. The Flash, um, and <laughs> Ryan Reynolds must be kicking himself now, because he was desperate for this role. Yeah, yeah, he's, he and looks he, like the and Flash. In my opinion, he, he would have been a better Flash. He would have been a better Flash than Green Lantern, in yeah. my opinion. He may still prove us wrong, but he would have been a much better Flash, and he was so desperate for this role. And you kind of think that when he took Green Lantern, he's like, ah, fuck, they're not going to do the Flash. I'll do Green Lantern. I'll do Green Lantern. Oh, fucking hell, Jordan. Yeah, all right, I'll fucking do that. You we know. talked about it even when the Flash was doing nothing. He was like saying, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm up for it. It's like even David Gore is like saying, like, the project's dead, dude. He's like, I'll still do it. Like, yeah. if anyone's interested, I'll still do it. Huh? We'll work for food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to be buried right I got that Anthemil Horror fucking check. It's going to be pretty good. Michael Bay's been good. Shit, <laughs> let me play the Flash. <laughs> but... You know, so like, no, so the Flash is green litish, and this is kind of how skimpish is. I mean, like, skimpish it is with the green skimpish it is. You know, like I make up words. That's my new talent. And so, like, but you, you kind of get the feeling they're gonna they're gonna hold off on any real official announcement until they see the bank from until Green Lantern. Until you see the bank from Green Lantern. The moment you see the bank from Green Lantern, all these three movies are gonna happen. That's the Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. Aquaman. Yes. I didn't hear about Aquaman. Aquaman. That's not gonna work. No, 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 no. It will work. No, it won't work. It will work. Why will it work? Because James Cameron will direct it. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron, The Abyss Two, scratched out. Aquaman. <laughs> Did you want Aquaman to- raises the Titanic? <laughs> And fucking the dude from Entourage will play Aquaman. <laughs> Adrian Greener as Aquaman. Can you see it? She I can see it. Life imitating art. I can see it. I watch Entourage. I wanted to see it. Did you watch that? Did you do you follow Entourage? No, I don't watch. There was this whole there was this whole story arc in Entourage where the guy who plays fucking Adrian Greener, his character's name Vincent. What's his name? Vince. Vince. Something. You know, uh, he was was playing Aquaman. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. They got the, 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 the premiere, and he's like diving and, and, into the river, and, and, and the camera Cameron, breaks. And James Cameron was directing and everything. You know, it's like an, and like at the end of the season before it, you had that big poster on the side of the fucking skyscraper, like James Cameron's Aquaman. Oh, and, they even you know, they even and, and did I was a, looking at it. I was like, I'd see that. They even did a, a joke ad in Variety, and people actually got confused. There was an ad, a full page ad in Variety. James Cameron present like, well, we'll bring you under the waves, Aquaman, two thousand nine. I know it was insane, and like Kevin Smith to this day, because also later in the, in, in the series, um, you know, like uh, Vincent Chase. That's right, Vincent Chase. He doesn't want to fucking do Aquaman two because it's written by Kevin Smith and directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know, and that's how his career like starts to go downhill after that. Because Aqua like, Harder, and so and so they replace him with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin Smith is like saying, like to this day, right? People still come up to him and go, like, "Fuck, man, what what's going on with Aquaman too? <laughs> they think that shit's real. <laughs> it's crazy." But I wouldn't mind seeing Aquaman, actually, depending on how they interpret it. If they made it kind of like Namor Submarine-ish, it could be pretty cool. Yeah, but it's Aquaman. It's not Namor the movie. I know, but as long as they don't... Marvel bring that out in as, as long as they don't fucking dress him up in the Super Friends outfit. The orange outfit? Yeah, that's not <laughs> The orange right. outfit with the green fucking tights. You saw the guy in Smallville? Yeah, He just yeah, wore, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. orange trunks and stuff, and he was fucking, like, bit like a brick Momoa star. I know, and he still looked gay. Yeah. It was insane. It was like, the character is just inescapable, but it would be interesting. He swam like, he know, swam if, like if David they, Hasselhoff if they, in, they go in by that, If they go by that pseudo-modern shit where you had the beard, where you kind of had that Lord of Atlantis... that spike. With a spike that could work, depending yeah. on how they did it. Yeah. That could work. Fucking like Chris Hemsworth, he's gonna be on board soon. He with the beard, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know, it's like shit. I mean, the, the best Aquaman is always where he is on the sidelines, where it's like you know, JLA is something's falling into the sea, and he just pops up and says, Oh, you're not on my roof, yeah, yeah, I'm getting involved because someone pissed in the ocean, yeah. yeah. No, Aquaman movie is basically him versus BP. I know. <laughs> Big oil, fuck you! Maybe, maybe Aquaman be set in Malaysia. <laughs> comes on land, says he comes and destroys the two towers. <laughs> oh, fuck the Kraken! I'm Aquaman. Release bitch. the dolphins! <laughs> and you will do the closing credits song. <laughs> swim away, swim away, swim away. Speaking of Michael Bay, did you hear that Michael Bay, the turtles are now going to Platinum Beach, Platinum Dunes? What? Uh, the, turtles. the turtles, the turtles. Michael Bay's Platinum Dunes. They've been brought on to produce the live-action film based upon the turtles. Awesome, awesome. So Nickelodeon it's the best writes, news ever. Nickelodeon, but you haven't been on the internet. That's what I know. <laughs> in the last few days, I haven't because I've been in Singapore. Michael and, Bay's and turtles. <laughs> Michael Bay is doing the fucking live-action. It's action. awesome. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas. <laughs> oh god, that's gonna be awesome. I've all. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome. Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. Holy shit! <laughs> Shia LaBeouf playing there Leonardo. Will, there will be tons. Oh no, Shia LaBeouf playing Casey Jones. Oh no! No, that will not. No, no, it'll work. be Josh. It'll be Josh DeChambeau as, <laughs> as Casey Jones. Well, it won't be Megan Fox as April anyway. That's for sure. No, 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 no. That's not. It'll be someone who's never acted before. Yeah. <laughs> and he can come around his house with a casting table and watch his fucking car. Fuck, he'll lose. I don't know what that tape is. By the way, this just in. Megan Fox has been replaced in Transformers 3 by, last week. by a girl who can't, has never acted before. <laughs> she is a Victoria's Secret model. Dude, Megan Fox still hasn't acted before. Okay, has not appeared in a feature film. <laughs> Pardon me all over the place. <laughs> have you seen Jennifer's body? Yes, I have seen Jennifer's really? body. <laughs> what did you think? It's she still hasn't acted in a movie. It's uh, it, it's one of those movies where it's not enough to hate it, it's not enough to like it. Yeah, you're just kind of indifferent. And whenever it does, it's in the mid- zone. And when it just kind of teases you with something good, it just pulls away. Yeah, you know, it's almost like the girl who, who you know, like the chicken wrote like what's her name like uh, Cocktease. You know, like a Juno Temple, whatever the fuck she wrote Diablo like, Cody. Diablo Cody, yeah. Juno <laughs> she wrote Juno. Yeah, and it suffers from the same problem that Juno does: is that it's too self-aware. You know, uh, she, yeah, uh, yeah. like her dialogue is like, "Oh, look how clever I am! Look how many '80s horror movies I know." Teenagers don't talk you know, like this. Like, uh, Nobody talks like this. Nobody talks like this. We kind of talk like, like that. Like, I don't know, but we're unrehearsed. <laughs> yes, we're unrehearsed. No, we just generally we That's talk like excuse. that level of, you know, absolutely. Fuck. Um, 
Did you hear the other news this week is that James McAvoy has been cast as Professor X in X-Men First Class. That is genius. That's bizarre. That is genius. This is crazy. It is genius. How young are they going? Genius. Is like Cyclops going to be in diapers? He's a good actor, dude. He's a good actor. Oh, he's a good actor, but he's no, fucking... No, no. He's, no, no, he's no, no, younger no, no, no. than I am. No, no, but they might... He's younger than I am. No, he's no, not even 31. No, but you don't know where they're going. They might fucking age him a little bit. And you don't know how far they're taking it. It's first class. It's first class. He's fucking it's baby infants. It's fucking. It could be ex babies. Maybe this is their way of doing ex babies. Oh, it's gonna be the teenagers. Chris thing. Claremont is getting very rich. <laughs> Chris Claremont, you rich motherfucker. Ex babies, the movie. I knew it. I fucking knew it. You sold your soul to see. But he'll play uh, Jingo Jango. What's his name? Jingo Jango. The guy who makes the ex babies. Jingo's got my baby. Whoopsie Daisy. What's his name? Huh? Whoopsie Daisies. Jingo. It's not Jingo. Eleven. Definitely. Limbo. No, not Limbo. Definitely 57. What? It's the guy from... The, the alien guy who makes the Max Babies. What's his name? Oh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. I can't think back to... Christopher the Walken as him. <laughs> He's Mojo. Mojo. Uh, Mojo. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I knew it ended in O and had an M in it. Fuck you. I have the toy. <laughs> now for sale on eBay. <laughs> Only problem is you got to buy like eight... Uh, separate action figures because he comes with a piece of the fucker. <laughs> so and you I, bought them all. I bought them all because oh I thought one day I'm going to open it up and build Mojo and I never did. Oh, you didn't? You, you, you see Mojo in pieces? Yes, it's still in the box. It sounds like a movie coming out from France. Still in the box. Mojo, still in the box. Mojo, still in the box. Directed by the director. That's the subtitle of the Transformers 3. <laughs> director by the, by the director of Emily. Or as I like to refer to him, the director of Alien Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, let's keep the count. Have you watched that movie yet? No. That's three months and counting, sir, people. I'm sorry. Well, can no, we get the clock going? I'm it's sorry. Okay. I like chicks. It's not my fault. <laughs> There's a chick in it. I know. No, she's not. <laughs> she, she's about as much a woman as that dude from fucking Crying Game. Man. Don't make me hit you. Fucking Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So, yeah, James McAvoy. But, I mean, like, seriously, they're going to have to cast teenagers as the X-Men. Well, is... And Matthew Vaughn, right? Matthew Vaughn, yeah. Matthew Vaughn directed... Back on the X-Men again, although he'll give up and give it to Ratner again in no time. No, no, Ma- Matthew Vaughn is the only reason I'm excited about this movie right now. I mean... He's like, kick-ass, uh, kick-ass. I, I, I'm really pretty open to whatever the fuck he's going to do. I mean, I, I'm going to wait till I see a trailer. Yeah. Because uh, I, I got no problem with that guy. Every movie he's done, as far as I'm concerned, has been a good movie. All right. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't like Stardust? Oh, I like Stardust, yeah. You, you didn't like Layer Cake? I haven't seen Layer Cake. You haven't seen Layer Cake? I haven't seen there, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> okay, watch but it. I did, but I did spot the Yellow Caribbean Crust was definitely yeah, yeah. homage to Layer Cake. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. seen the cover. It's a cool movie, dude. Yeah, I've heard it's a cool good. movie. Better than Stardust. Well, he was, wasn't he the producer on Lockstock, right? Mm-hmm. Or he was the co-director kind of thing. They kind of jacked around with the jobs of the movie. He's good, dude. I mean, like, and anyone who's got the balls to fucking put in his own money for what he did with Kick-Ass, you know, like, shit. I'll go see his next movie. Yeah. You know, and if, and if you're going to go from Kick-Ass to fucking X, the first the first year of the X-Men class... You're on a winner. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least check it out. Yeah. Uh, you see this news about Legendary Pictures getting the rights to uh, Mass Effect? Uh, yes. This is very important to me because I was playing it for 15 this hours means yesterday. This, mean, this means nothing to me because I'm not a gamer. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect is by a company who so did, please explain Mass Effect is by a company Why who I did the be best Star Wars game ever mm-hmm. called Knights of the Old Republic set thousands of years so you couldn't have Anakin fucking toying in the background or anything like that there you go but they had everything you needed from a Star Wars movie awesome. there was a guy who was Han Solo there was a guy who was Boba Fett you got them all on your team you had agreements with them and they were like saying when you force choke that guy to get two dollars out of him you were being a dick uh-huh. it's awesome 
So it sounds brilliant. Then they realized that they had to give all their money to LucasArts. Or Lucasfilm. Fuck. So they made Mass Effect, which is the same shit, but their own universe. Same. And it's quite cool. I mean, BioWare are a company that are all about plot. They're, they're, they're making a new massively online game, the Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. It's the most expensive game EA have ever put out. Um, apparently, it's all recorded dialogue. There's no like, scrolling on, on the screen, no text. It's all dialogue, and you get to be like Sith or Jedi in the ancient times as well. Fuck. You can be a bounty hunter, you can be a smuggler. Fucking look, he just, he just should have stopped fucking doing movies years this ago. This has got nothing to do with him. That's why it's good. No, but ev- everything Star Wars related that he's not involved in creatively is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Every time he touches it, it just turns to shit. Yeah. Nice the Old Republic is like you're you're on the trail of this rip fucking Sith and you've got Jedi's with you and one of them goes to the dark side and shit spoilers and just fucking crazy shit happens. It's really... No, but I mean, they're story is not their problem this is not fucking Super Mario World this is not like how you make a movie out of a guy who hits bricks with his fucking head they tried and didn't work I know exactly this has plot in acres there's like acres of greenfield plot for this and it's gonna look awesome it's like farm town Bill Bill no yeah. there is a farm town as well is there I think, I think so the world has gotten that there was, an, there was an accident recently in Townsville and I was like really isn't that where someone some superheroes live Townsville I yeah. don't even know that <laughs> Townsville <laughs> someone. you're fucked <laughs> I saw the new uh, Jonah Hex trailer eat smacky s'mores I saw the new Jonah Hex trailer there's a new one there's a new one is it good it looks great fortunately they decided to like go the Iron Man route with the music and it just does not fit at all it so, has it has the horse scene, fair enough. But so, it also shows like him waking up the dead and saying like No, but the other trailer had that as well and, and it looked cool, but that was all in the beginning and then it all it went all wild wild west. Yeah, well it it, it doesn't it, it minimizes the wiki wiki uh, effect. But it does look cool and it has like, you know, oh, how this shit happen? It's like you talk to the dead and shit, I heard some strange things happen to you. I was like, Well strange things happen to me and it shows like a crow crawling out of his fucking mouth. Oh right. So they, they show like I saw a lot of websites giving out that it's showcasing Megan Fox showcasing but um, it actually showcases a lot more of the actual supernatural element right, right. so I'm on the fence okay hmm. well I'll have to check that out no I, I didn't know there was a new trailer for it because I just recently um, when I was uh, when I was in Singapore when I went to see Shrek uh, let me they, just pick that name up for you they fucking yeah when I wasn't that's not a name pickup, dude I know <laughs> but for our listeners out there Singapore is that place from uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie <laughs> my name is not Roger and my girlfriend's name is not Mei Ling <laughs> please leave me alone <laughs> oh yes I'm just going home because Mei Ling's got some homemade popia <laughs> yeah, but she still can't get her head around a good old fashioned egg risotto <laughs> Anyway, moving on to uh, more angry affairs. Christian Bale. Angry man. Christian Bale, the man responsible for the best dance track ever. If you guys haven't heard this shit, just YouTube Christian Bale fucking bail out. Or listen to our podcast about six months ago. Yes, it is the best fucking dance track ever. Uh, this is something I'm pretty excited about, although I, for one, would really love to see Christian Bale do a romantic comedy. It doesn't look like he's going to be doing it anytime soon. He's seen what has happened to Jared Butler. And, uh, you know, he's seeing what is possibly going to happen to Sam Worthington. Yeah. <laughs> mate. Mate. Oh, I love Sex in the Sea, mate. Yeah. Sex in the Sea, 3D, mate. Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> what about Christian Bale? Christian Bale is uh, teaming uh, in talks to team up with the uh, director of 
a very very cool film, The Proposition. This is a film. This is a western that Nick Cave wrote. Oh yeah. And he also directed The Road with Viggo Mortensen. Oh wow. What's his name? His name's John Hillcoat. Mm. Um, he's I, done a lot of weird little indie movies. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Huge, but yeah, but he's like just he's got something. He's got yeah. some. He, he's got a real eye for shit. Well, I think um, The Proposition is very good. I haven't seen The Road. The Proposition is a kick-ass movie. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the fact that you love Nick Cave. Uh, nothing to do at all. It is a fucking. It's it like, stands alone. It is like what Death Wish wished it could be if it was a western. Nice. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so this is a revenge movie, <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's called The Revenant. Um, it's based upon a novel by Michael Punke or Punk. <laughs> Sorry, dude, if I pronounced it wrong. Uh, it's uh, set in the 1800s about a frontiersman who will probably be played by Christian Bale who hunts down the men who left him for dead after he was mauled by a bear <laughs> <laughs> what don't you fucking understand he's giving it to the bear kick your fucking ass <laughs> don't you fucking understand <laughs> oh good <laughs> no no fuck no <laughs> Mauled by a bear. Uh, uh, apparently, at one point, Samuel Jackson was actually supposed to star in the show. Really? Yes. I take it they would probably contemporize the shit. <laughs> you just imagine Samuel Jackson beat the shit. You ain't Vince just beating the bear up. I ain't gonna get no beating out from fucking bear. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad the bear's dead. I hope he's burning hell. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Some tasty bear steaks. <laughs> I got me a nice coat, motherfucker. Just before it kills him. You know, I'm, I'm, my girlfriend's a vegetarian, which pretty much makes me a vegetarian. But, mm, I will I, kill your ass. I do like the taste of a tasty bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been adapted by Mark L. Smith, who uh, wrote Vacancy, which I didn't mind. I actually thought it was a pretty creepy little, creepy little movie. Uh, and he also wrote Joe Dante's upcoming film, The Hole. Oh, The Hole. It sounds like... Um, there is another movie like the movie he's called The Hole. There's another. You remember this 80s one? It's like you know, it's the pit or something. There's the door. It's like there's a door in the garden that leads to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? That 80s movie. I it was very much an 80s fucking. Uh, was it extra? What? No, it wasn't extra. Sorry, I tell you, I'm totally confused. <laughs> That's the alien rape movie, isn't it? Yeah. Or was it extra three? Uh, but also, I mean, like, uh, with John, John Hillcoat related news is that he's done a 30-minute short film based on the video game Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, for instance, online, actually, it's supposed to be very, very good. Red Dead Redemption is basically Grand Theft Auto in the Wild Wild West. Yep. Um, I have heard, though, it doesn't explain things very well, like how to, how to hogtie a doggy, which you need to do, apparently, at some points. And if you canter on a track, if you canter off the track, the horse will stop. Yep. But, um, no, this is supposed to be very, very good, and I've heard this trailer is supposed to be amazing looking. Yep, uh, I haven't seen it, but um, I've heard really good things about it. I mean, you should. I think it's on the internet. <laughs> this week as well, we came out this shortlist. We missed out on all this crap with Captain America because I was away and we were tired. Yeah. But um, we're now getting into the Spider-Man cast list for the, the, yeah, the, the yeah, top yeah. five. Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. Yeah, I, no, he's too old. He's, he's too old. old, and he's too well known. You know, but but at the same time, I'm like, I'm he was awesome in Jumper. He was he was awesome in Jumper. He was the best thing about Jumper. He was. He was fucking awesome. He had a baseball bat and he kicked some fucking ass. Mm-hmm. That's right, man. Yeah. And you know what? He was awesome in King Kong too. <laughs> he was wallpaper. <laughs> he just fucking. No, I'm no. on the boat. No, I'm no, on the no. island. No. I'm on the boat. No. I'm not dead. His his big black ball friend was wallpaper. He was the glue that held that <laughs> wallpaper together. <laughs> and also, they're gonna, if they, you know, and like if. 
if anyone who is involved in Spider-Man 3 is involved in this new one, you know there's a dancing. Oh, fuck. And we got Billy Elliot. We got Billy Elliot. <laughs> You know, maybe Peter Parker like no, I think he wants to go into ballet. School I think everyone's fucking. I think everyone's fucking learned from that mistake that Spider-Man don't dance. No, you know, you know, Hollywood doesn't learn shit. Mm. <laughs> Hollywood doesn't learn shit. You know that Peter Parker, to impress someone, Mary Jane or some shit, he's gonna take a ballet class. And he's gonna make an ass of himself, but he's gonna be super awesome because he's a spider and he's got like fighting. You ever get to make that movie? I'm gonna have to and kill then, you. And then Jamie Bell is gonna fucking do. No, his he's shit. not. No, he's gonna no. do his shit. He's gonna dance up the side of a of a skyscraper. He's gonna do his shit, man. And, and it's gonna be all, all over the top. He's gonna like somersault over the wall and shit because he's Spider Man. So the other people cast, the supposedly cast, Andrew Garfield is one who was in the. That's my way of saying it's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield, who was cast in the Imaginary of Doctor Parnassus. Uh-huh. And he's quite good in that. He's going to be a bit of a dick. Um, he's also cast in the Social Network, that Facebook movie. Is this movie. the kid from uh, f- uh, like like Lions for Lambs or some shit? Yeah, he was in Lions for Lambs. He was in Red Riding, and yeah, he's yeah. also in the other Boylan girl. And he was quite good in Parnassus. He was very much geeky side guy, and he, I think he could pull it off. Yeah, he, I, I liked him in Lions for Lambs. It, it, it was um, it was actually an annoying character because he was he was a real self righteous prick. Really? Uh, I mean, like you know, like typical young punk who thinks he knows everything, right? And reminds, like, me of, reminds me a lot of somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder who. Yeah, you got a mirror. Look at that shit, motherfucker. Ooh, Ooh sick, sick burn. burn. <laughs> so, but you know, like, and uh, you know, he's talking to Robert Redford. Can you believe this shit? <laughs> Can you believe this shit, motherfucker? Motherfucker, you think you're saying no to me? Yeah. And the next guy on the list is Josh Hutchison, who uh, was in the Polar Express. You can see his face. Cirque de Freak, the Vampire's Assistant. Bridge to Terabithia. I've heard this. Oh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, I've seen that movie. Have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you review it? Oh, no, I didn't review it. Was it was, because it wasn't more of a review. It was more of a roller coaster. I saw one. it on a plane, and oh, I didn't like it. That says a lot about a movie. Well, he might not be able to do Spider-Man, because he might have to do Journey to the Center of Earth. Part 2. two which yeah. even Brendan Fraser has been Bailing smart on, enough yeah. to bail out of. <laughs> He's like fuck that shit. But he is George, also George he, of the Jungle Three. But he is also <laughs> in Red Dawn. Who? This guy, uh, Josh Hutchison. Yeah, with Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, awesome. And see Thomas Howell's ghost. The other guys on the list are not so well known. Alden Ehrenrich was in Supernatural, CSI. Don't watch it. No, because I'm not. Gay. And the only other guy on the list is Frank Delane, who was in Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, but he was playing like Tom Riddle, age 16. So some flashback shit going on there. I vaguely remember that. He's young enough. I mean, Jimmy Bell, Andrew Garfield, they look a bit older. Josh Hutchinson looked way fucking older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alden Ehrenrich looks like an alien. Have you seen him? No. He's like, you know, the fucking, you know the guy from Alias with the weird head? Which one? The TV show Alias. Yeah, 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 I know. The computer guy. The guy who isn't Bradley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, no, it wasn't Patton Oswalt. It's someone else. Then? Yeah, it's not Patton Oswalt. Who? The guy with the, he's like the black hair and he's the computer geek back at the center. He looks. He has an inc- incredibly large cranium. Like he looks like the, he looks like. Um, no, no, Patton also looks like a weapons guy. Yeah, he looks yeah, like yeah, Scarsgard. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Scarsgard in the Green Lantern, but no. he's not wearing any makeup. Okay, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got Sorry. This really large cranium. Sorry, brain. Yeah, malfunction. Yeah, so he looks like him. Back of a bus, basically. No, he can't cast him. Yeah. So um, not unless it's Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. No, and, and, <laughs> and but Frank Delane looks like emo. The pictures they have of him on IMDb, he looks like emo Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. He has the fucking over-fucking-cut thing. He's the Hitler cut. There you go. Yeah. That's the way to go. Where's it go? Listen. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 500 days of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt is kicking himself. Why did I age? Why did I do Cobra Commander? <laughs> I could have had Spider-Man. I could have been a contender. <sighs> um... Coming up in our new, our new weekly feature, Signs of the Apocalypse. Um, Miley Cyrus is supposedly in Toxic Stars Tank Girl. Ah! Ah! <laughs> ah! 
Three words. Three words. I have for you. Three words. What? Dear God, no. Anyone. Anyone. No. Josh the Hammer will be better as Tank Girl. No. No. Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, you want to get a tank? What's a tank? Want to get a tank? Okay, I get a tank. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> And and she gets, see, I don't see Time Girl making it with Jed Girl. I want to see Ellen DeGeneres get eaten out by Lori Petty. <laughs> yeah, she's playing the kangaroo guy. <laughs> that was played by Ice T. <laughs> so, in a sense, this is a movie that should be remade, just not with Miley Cyrus. And in an unrelated quote, which I was fooled by in the first article because I thought it was a related quote, but she said separately, I don't have the feeling that people are taking me seriously simply because I'm so young. I hope that's going to change. Not if you do Time Girl, bitch. Not if you redo Miley Cyrus's Tank Girl Fuck. with a cameo from Achy Breaky Heart Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> it ain't gonna work, motherfucker. He plays, he plays the kangaroo eating around? He, he can play the kangaroo, dude. <laughs> he can play the kangaroo. He does need a costume, motherfucker. You know, just like fucking just jump around shit with his guitar. It's <laughs> like my Achy Breaky ears. <laughs> <laughs> you country fuck. <laughs> The only good sign from this news was that Jamie Hewlett and the other guy were like so burned by the last movie that they may not let it happen. And if, if Miley Cyrus is cast, they won't let it happen. Jamie Hewlett cannot be that big a deal. All I'm saying is that you bring back Rachel Talalay. Who? <laughs> <laughs> she directed the first one. <laughs> That's how sad I am. They're not happy about the first one. <laughs> yeah, but they got to bring her back. Second chances, man. Spielberg made 1941. Apparently Kubrick loved it. Kubrick was a fucking freak of nature. True. <laughs> he was scared of his camera. <laughs> a little bit of sad news that we have to get into now. Sad, sad news. Yeah. It's very sad. This last weekend, we've seen some legends. Pass. Legends. Past. People we knew intimately. First up, on Friday slash Saturday in Malaysia, um, Gary Coleman died. Sad time. He had a brain hemorrhage. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty... It, he's only 42. Oh... <laughs> I know he looked 70, 17. I know, it's kind of fucked up because we have, in recent times, actually... Taking the piss out of the poor bastard. Taking the piss out of the poor bastard. But, you know, in our defense, it kind of has been his own fault. He's, you know, like, the stuff that we were making... No, it was his parents. Remember, he had to sue his parents and they fucked him up. Yeah, but that was just one aspect of it. That was, yeah. There was that whole, like, soft porn thing that he did. And, you know, yeah, but that's because his parents fucked him up. There's no money. Like, yeah, yeah, but, you know, shit. You know, they're like, like, you wouldn't turn a trick if you were short? Dude, you know, McDonald's will hire... <laughs> I'd rather fucking fucking wash wash lettuce and. Can you imagine fucking sitting there and it's like, can I have midget, fries there? Was that a movie called Midgets and Mascots? Yeah, it was called Midgets and Mascots. That's not out yet. That, 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 I don't it's know what they're doing. Yeah, there was a whole big fucking lawsuit because mm-hmm. like he showed his cock. Only he yeah, didn't show his cock. They got a midget black stand-in. Yeah, he, and he was like, That's I, I, would, I, I wouldn't disappoint my fans like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a really sad time. But that, it's, it's Gary Cole from uh, Different Strokes. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Everyone from that show is just fucked up. Well, he's dead. I'm, I'm sure she's dead. Is she dead? She's dead too. She, she was a smack bitch. Wasn't she it? was a smack bitch, and then she cleaned herself up, went to Vegas, became a showgirl, smack bitch again, then she committed suicide. Fuck. The only one that's actually turned out all right is the older brother, who was also a smackhead that went to rehab, and now he's a. Motiv- and he was on celebrity boxing. He beat Ice. Yeah. And, ice. And, and now he's like a fucking um, motivational fucking uh, guy. Helps people out and shit. Shit. <laughs> Um, is Mr. Drummond still yeah. alive? What happened to Mr. Drummond? I want to know what happened to Mr. Drummond. Mr. Drummond died choking on his own cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to Mr. Drummond. <laughs> He's probably still alive in his wheelchair listening to this cursing me to hell. I got a whole fridge in the house full of popsicles. Away this morning. 
Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. That's sad. That's sad. He, I mean, yeah. this is sad. Yeah, and I heard he had been a complete dick the last couple of months to his wife. He's yeah, like writing her the will, crazy shit. Yeah, well, saying that Dennis Hopper's been a little bit of a dick to someone is, you know, that's kind of an understatement of the year. He's <laughs> like R. Kelly, like smallish kids. Dennis Hopper has been known throughout his career to be the most difficult motherfucker alive. Yeah, well, he's completely out of his fucking brains most of the fucking time. He's in a movie called Wild Times, for God's sake. He played Doc Holliday in that. In that, um, in that fucking uh, documentary that I was talking about, not quite Hollywood, about the Aussie um, exploitation yeah, industry. Yeah. Uh, there was one bit in there where, like, Dennis Hopper acted in an in a Aussie movie, Aussie funded movie, but it was like the dumb American style. And I can't remember the character's name. The movie was made after. It was like, let's just say it was Mad Doc Tannen, yeah. even, even though I, I know that's not what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Wild Times. Wild Times, no. Something like that. It was something like that. And, you know, like, and Dennis Hopper would fucking, like, walk in there, like, fucked off his face with, with no shoes, like, barefoot. And the director would go up and he's like, uh, dude, um, you gotta put, your shoes, put your shoes on. He's like, fuck shoes. I'm Mad Dog 10. I don't need fucking shoes. <laughs> and the director would be like, no, Dennis, you don't understand. We've already shot the scene, like, before this, and you're wearing shoes. So, for continuity's sake, you have to wear the shoes. Fuck. Where are the shoes, bitch? And he's like, fuck that. <laughs> he's just like, you know, he, he's a fucking lunatic. I mean, he was, he was De- Dennis Hopper is a fucking lunatic. This is the guy who did Easy Rider. Yeah. This is the guy who fucking directed fucking Don Johnson in hot in, in the hot spot with Virginia Madsen. Fuck. Mm. There you go, right there. This is what Dennis Hopper's doing at the Dude, 80s. Dude, I don't have to watch the <laughs> game when you're done. Come on, man. Fuck. Oh, Virginia. Where's the clean? Where's the bleach? But anyway, Dennis Hopper, legend, has passed away. Yeah. Uh, it is this, this, uh, tie, this does tie into some listener mail. Yes, it does. Which we'll get to later. All right. In the email section of the program. All right. I'm just saying that. Okay, then. Say it. It's like a coming attraction. Yeah. This, I mean, is, our, this is our version of a trailer. Yeah. If you can hold on that long. <laughs> If the, Samar- if, the, if, the, if the medical emergency services don't arrive before that time. Dude, there's one thing I've learned in life. Everyone can hold on long. <laughs> listen, to, listen to what lost, in which case you got to let them go. Hmm. Um, other news. Speaking of people who desperately need money, yeah. Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I Bruce, don't know what you're going to say. Bruce Willis is doing a movie called The Tomb. Uh-huh. Is it like the runes? No. Uh, which will reunite him with his Tears of the Sun director, Antoine Fuqua. Oh, Antoine Fuqua. Antoine Fuqua. Yeah. Because yeah. that was an awesome movie. He likes his daily glass of Glenn Farquhar. <laughs> <laughs> Why? He's doing red as well at the moment, the Warren Ellis comedy. Yeah, right? yeah, I know, I know. But this is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a prison escape drama where Bruce Willis will star as, get this, this is awesome. This is why I brought this up. Bruce Willis is starring as, and I quote, the world's foremost authority on structural security. <laughs> From over there, I thought you were going to say structural engineering. I'd watch that movie. I just like seeing what the building saying, load-bearing wall. I it's, like it. I like it. I like the way it's keeping the roof up. Good job. Good I'm, job. I'm, USA! I'm seeing a pattern. It's like, I'm starring as the world's foremost expert on hardcore drilling. <laughs> <laughs> How hard can it be? Point it at the security. point in the ground and turn it on. Well, what, what the fuck is this? He just walks around saying, "We need a camera here." Now that window should be locked. Well, it's basically like he is the world's foremost authority on structural security, who is framed and imprisoned in one of the prisons he himself designed. It's gonna get out. Yeah. Oh fuck that. 
Seriously, no. I've already seen Prison Yeah, Break. it gets better. Oh, the tune was written by Miles Chapman, co-writer of Roadhouse 2, Last Call. Why can't we get work in Hollywood, for fuck's sake? And, it's ridiculous. And rewritten by Jason Keller, writer of Big Shot, Confessions of a Campus Bookie. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, sh- shut up. That's just, what the fuck. This just seems so fucking retarded. Yeah, totally. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like, it's like, what the fuck, Bruce? What, what's going on, dude? Shit, the new wife. Is she that expensive? Fuck. <laughs> uh, back to superhero casting. Um, it's been semi-confirmed. British actress Hayley Atwell, who's playing Penny, Peggy Carter in the yep, new yep, American yep, movie, yep, has confirmed that Tommy Lee Jones is, is in it. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of websites gave like you know, oh, he was probably playing this guy who did this thing with Steve Harris and later died of cancer. And like they give a whole fucking synopsis of his career. It's like, fuck. I also heard that uh, the guy from Mad Men who played Tony Stark in the yeah, yeah, yeah. that is not in no 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 the later one. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, Dominic Cooper. Yeah, that's weird. Dominic Cooper because yeah. they were kind of planning to have the same guy. I know, I, know. I, I don't know about that. It's like it's he's too, probably just drinking too much whiskey and smoking too much and too busy slapping too many dames on the ass. To be fucking Christina Hendricks. Yeah, the Madman. Does he? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. I, don't know. I would. I would. Shit. <laughs> Firefly. Other <laughs> uh, bit of news this week is that um, Kenneth Eyestar wasn't it Kenneth Starr who was also the guy behind the like fucking Clinton shit, the Clinton Inquiry, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Starr. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't yeah. this Kenneth Starr apparently? No. Um, he's played in game of hide and go seek with his investors he's a financial um, <laughs> I heard about this yeah he's a financial <laughs> he's a financial um, advisor also known as a crook also known as a pussy yeah <laughs> well I mean his, his client he's been done for a, what they call in America a Ponzi scheme but what we in the you know the rest of the civilized world call the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. where he's essentially taking the money that's paid in by the first investors to, or later investors to pay off the first investors mm-hmm. but some of his clients are uh, Wesley Snipes Sylvester Stallone and Martin Scorsese I'd fucking hide when the cops came to get this guy he was hiding in his fucking cupboard I, I generally you know, he was in his closet hiding me and he was in the closet I would hide in my closet I mean fucking Wesley Snipes and not just scared he got all demolition man on your ass where's my money <laughs> <laughs> and Wesley Snipes needs money yeah <laughs> it's like if you owe Wesley Snipes money you better watch the fuck out yeah cause if you know if, they don't, if he doesn't kick your ass the IRS will kick his ass and he'll come and kick your ass and yeah. fucking he'll go all he'll go a fucking white man can't jump on your ass you know? it's like you know it'd be shit it's like he'll go the old art of war like that basketball scene of Michael Bean you know what I'm saying well, apparently the guy was found crouched behind coats in the closet of his Upper East Side apartment in New York and was yanked out by his collar <laughs> That's an awesome way. If you're gonna go, that's the best way to go. You don't want to be let off dignified with your cuffs under a jacket or that shit. You want to be pulled out of your fucking fucking wardrobe. If you're gonna fucking go, that's the way to fucking go. Especially if your clients are those people. Yeah. You know, it's like, can you? They got me. Don't kill me. It's like, can you imagine? Like, you know, if, if how would we feel if this news item had come and said like his clients include Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Justin Bieber. <laughs> Why isn't he beating more money? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's like... <laughs> See Thomas Howell. Corey Feldman. Last bit of news. Uh, Warner Brothers came out with a whole load of... Martha Plimpton. Press release shit. Yeah. And uh, there was like... So there's a schedule for Sherlock Holmes 2. It's going to be December 16th, 2011. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 4, which is apparently being directed by Brad Bird. Brad Bird, I know. Which you is know, you know what Tom, you know Tom Cruise you son of a bitch you, you you're know, gonna you, ruin his career you, you're gonna ruin his career and you're gonna fucking get money out of me because you, he hires the right guys you know who was his second choice no. Edgar Wright no yes he's doing Ant Man next I know but 
an Edgar Wright Mission Impossible would be I, I'd check it out it'd be, just, it'd be just loads of crash zooms and Simon Pegg was in MI3 <laughs> yeah he was so it's a package deal <laughs> Simon Pegg is Ethan Hunt Mark Heap turns up <laughs> <laughs> or an Ethan <laughs> <laughs> tires, tires is a go-between. Tires is a go-between. <laughs> but out of this, they also said so. Um, the same weekend is uh, Tintin: The Secret of the Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Gay. Uh, the other thing, they, they they're nearing a green light for the Flash, as you mentioned earlier. But they're also targeting a holiday 2012 release for the Superman reboot. But Chris Nolan is involved. Yeah, yeah. In it. Chris Nolan is basically serving as a creative consultant. Yeah. So when is the Mayan uh, apocalypse? Is that before or after December? It's around December. So we'll get to see Superman, then we'll die in a ball of fire. You know, or unless we're ha- we happen to befriend John Cusack, we might have a way out. If all else fails, there's always Bill Pullman. Never get off the boat. <laughs> I saw a Lost Highway. Bill Pullman is Jesus. <laughs> I thought he was the other guy. What's his name? Jim Caviezel. Cavie- no, it was not Caviezel. Outlander. No, it's not him. Outlander is he's, Jesus. No, he, yeah, he's Jesus, but no, not in Last Highway, he turns into someone else. If Jesus was black, who would you cast? What do you want? All kinds of shit. Jim Hansu, obviously. Or Samuel L. Jackson. Fuck. I ain't getting on no cross, fool! <laughs> <laughs> Dan, why have you forsaken my ass? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn this fucking wine. Fuck, I'm gonna throw this water into fucking wine, motherfucker. Don't waste good motherfucking fish. <laughs> <laughs> that could so work. It could. Jesus Christ, Black Star. <laughs> when you absolutely positively have to nail so, every motherfucking Muslim in the room. <laughs> when you gotta salvationize everybody in the room, motherfucker. Shit. I'll pot the red motherfucking sea! <laughs> Moses. With my tongue! Moses is played by Chris Rock. <laughs> Moses. There's another movie. The sequel. Oh. The prequel. Oh. The prequel to Jesus. That's John the Baptist, the movie. Tracy Morgan is the burning bush. <laughs> <laughs> no! 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 Hell no! <laughs> no! <laughs> I ain't doing it, Liz Levin! I ain't doing it! <laughs> Yeah, the president's black, so fuck you, Kate Blanchett. (laughs) (laughs) Getting on to this week's emails. (laughs) This week's emails. Which you can, too, can take part in the fun by emailing us at podcast at mcgappinfries.com. Podcast at mcgappinfries.com. Stop doing that. Eat smacking s'mores. Eat smacking s'mores. Uh, This week's question was something about uh, Dennis Hopper. (laughs) What's our favorite Dennis Hopper scene, memory? Yeah. What's yours? (laughs) <laughs> that's code for okay um, okay. I'm on, I, my, I'm on my MDB yes that's code for I'm on my MDB you're supposed to segue motherfucker you're not supposed to draw attention to the segue you're not supposed to draw attention to the fact that I was segueing to a segue <laughs> now my, my okay I know I'm supposed to be cool and say e- easy rider mm-hmm. uh, and I, I haven't seen that in a long time though but I am, and this will give my age away. Like, uh, but I'm of a particular generation. It's like, it's it's a it's a scene from Speed. I thought you were gonna say Blue Bell. I was like, how old are you? No, 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 no. no. Look, I, 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 it was it was a tie. It was a tie between this from Speed and the fucking gas mask, uh, gas mask fucking sequence from Blue fucking Velvet. Blue Velvet. I mean, they're both awesome. Yeah. And there's so many. It's like there's so many cool, awesome, awesome Dennis awesome Hopper moments. moments. 
But there's just one bit that I've always I've always loved about him, and actually this also ties with another moment from Waterworld. But you know, let's not go there. <laughs> He's a slicker. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is one. Okay, this is a cons- Okay, uh, I'll get to that. But like my favorite bit is this bit from Speed, where at the beginning of the movie, where he's holding the fucking building, fucking ransom, and he's like rigged the bombs to go. Yeah. He's rigged the lifts to fucking you know to, to fucking blow. Yeah. And and like Keanu Reeves and, Je- and Jeff Daniels are up on the fucking. They're climbing up the wires and they're trying to fucking dis, dis you know, like turn turn the other bomb off. Yeah. <laughs> or they're trying, no, no, no. They're trying to come up with a way that if it does go off, there's a barrier. So they got that yeah. fucking crane they use or something. Yeah, yeah. And Dennis Hopper hears the shit because he's he's got he's all got all these audio shit, you know, yeah. like you know. And and he hears in the headphones that someone's tinkering with some stuff, and he just has this look on his face. And then he, he turns to the fucking like button and he's like, "Don't fuck with daddy." Yeah. And he presses the button, and then it's, and it goes off. And I just love that fucking moment because I was pretty young myself. I was like two, man. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so it's like it's like don't fuck. I've never heard like I never heard it like that before. I was just, I just thought it was fucking cool. And then consolation. You always heard it as in don't fuck with daddy. Don't fuck with daddy. You know, it's like don't fuck with daddy. You've heard it numerous different ways, but not yeah. that way. Not that way. <laughs> you know, it's like I didn't know that it could also be connected to terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> but. I just, I just loved them, and I just loved his role in that movie. Mm. You know, it's uh, and, and it's got some. Even then, I was like, oh shit, it's Dennis Hopper. It's Dennis Hopper. You know, it's like he's one of those guys that you, you know, you, you forget he's alive, yeah. and then he just comes back. And the speed was kind of the beginning of that renaissance. Oh, the end of the first season, twenty-four. He just turns <laughs> up, and he's great in it. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. But there's one constellation bit in Waterworld. I'm just representing a, a, like a fucking later gener- you know, generation. Whatever. Waterworld's a shitty movie. He gets his eye fucking cut out. And he gets that fake eye put in that the guy does the artwork for. And he's like, what does it look like? And he's like, it looks great, boss. <laughs> and he's like, I can't trust any of you motherfuckers. He asks this small kid, what do you think? It looks like shit. <laughs> and, like, and then he's like, oh, that's what I love about children. So innocent. Puts up a mirror. It does look like shit. <laughs> and it feels like hammered shit. And then it sp- <laughs> spits it out. It spits it out. And only Dennis Hopper can fucking do that shit and get away with it. He was, he's awesome and He was that shining beacon. In that otherwise deserted island that was that that was destroyed and then rebuilt, and because it was so wonderful, uh, Kevin Costner and Kevin Reynolds, the director of that masterpiece, are reteaming. Well, have you heard that they they built a water cleaning system for that movie that apparently yeah. they're going to use yeah, the yeah, yeah, oil yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Costner saves, saves the, the gold. Oil, saves the world. <laughs> I know it's insane. He's like, yeah, we got a, like we got a warehouse full of six hundred of these things. You want them? Kevin 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 Costner is the postman. By the way, I can also get Don Johnson to hit a ball so it lands on the road if you want. That might help. It's like fucked up, you know. But. Uh, What's your favorite Dennis Hopper moment? It's always got to be the moment between him and uh, Christopher Walken in Roman Romance. True Romance. The whole Genius. such a long build-up. He's sitting there, this shit beating out. No, 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 no. It's and it's basically a big lead-up to a racial slur in your face. It's it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's awesome. I play it, but it's ten minutes long. It's very long. But if if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen this scene, then hey, if you haven't seen True Romance, just watch it. Just watch it. Turn off this podcast right now. And just well, no, that listen show. to the end, then turn off. Well, you they can pause this shit. Well, um, you know, some people don't know that works. After this. <laughs> just, as long as they want this shit. Well, whatever. Yeah. Jesus. Why do we do this shit? Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's our Dennis Hopper moments. I'm not pissing him. Is that it? Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. <laughs> what well, well, does he need? I think that's the pinnacle of his shit. I mean, fucking hell. That is the pinnacle of his shit. Yeah. No, it's an awesome scene. That's the top of Dennis Hopper shit now. It's awesome. All right. Mm. Reviews? Yeah, let's, let's move into some reviews now. 
You only got one, right? Yep. I suppose I should go first then. Alright. Okay. So this week I saw two movies. Oh, actually, I should just give out about Lost for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. We had, as you know, at the beginning, you may have noticed the weird fucking noise that was the theme from Lost. Lost ended this week. The, you know, the big water cooler TV show that everyone was raving about for the last six fucking years. Patrick Duffy. Not quite Patrick Duffy. I'll get to that in a moment. But uh, the, the ending came there a while ago. And I mean, I've been following this shit since the beginning. I have seen every single episode. Every single one. I haven't missed a single episode. And um, so it ended, yeah. And they had a whole lot of great publicity about it. They had like loads of clips of like them doing alternate endings and shit like that. It was very, very clever. But I'm pissed off. I, actually, I don't know how I feel. I still don't know. It was a week since I've watched it and I still don't know how I feel about the ending of this. But you have to admit, it does have... I mean, from what I've heard, mm-hmm. it does have a tinge of Dallas. Mm. But you see, they have their cake and they eat it because at the end of the last season, they did a split. But it was two plot lines going on. One of which turned out to be Patrick Duffy in the shower. Yeah. And it wasn't just from showering off after Aquaman. No, the man from Atlantis. Yeah. Um, it's just actually, what the fuck was that all about? You could have spent all those hours, like 16 half hours, so that's eight hours, by you know, Earth standards, um, telling us what the fuck was going on with the island. Why is it magical? Why can Locke walk? What was with Walt? Where did the dog go? Why were the polar... Well, the polar bear's question was answered. What the fuck was going on with the Dharma Initiative? Why, who are the others? Why is it the Whispering Ghost? What was the fuck the point? Mm. What, was, what the fuck was going on in the first place? I mean, recent shit, I've seen a clip and it has like Charlie, you know, Dolly yeah, Moynihan, yeah, and he's yeah. like, Beats. guys, where, where are, what the hell are we? And it was like, where the fucking hell are they, man? And the audience is thinking the same thing. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? That was the hook from the beginning. The beginning was they land on this island, the weird shit happens, and it just gets weirder and weirder. And the whole way through the show, all they did was introduce new mysteries to be solved. It's like, hey, there's a hatch. Solve the hatch. We know what the hatch is, we know what's inside the hatch. Fine. But we still don't know what that fucking noise in the jungle was. We still don't know what's going on with Charlie. We still don't know. Then they solve some of those mysteries, then they introduce new mysteries. They actually spent one episode, and it was a massive fuck you to the fans, where, like, mad shit happened in the last episode. The next episode, they basically spent time with two characters you've never fucking seen before. They were never in the background. They weren't walking around. Nikki and fucking Javier or some shit like that. <laughs> and they had this whole fucking plot. And it was basically, <laughs> you want to see what's going on with Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, but we're going to fuck you over by showing <laughs> these two idiots. You- and they will never mean anything ever. Really? Yeah, they, don't, they totally did that. There's no follow-up, nothing. Well, they kind of died. Or buried alive. No, but like, there's no, there's no real connection to no. anything that matters to no. the series. It had absolutely nothing to do with anything. It was literally a bottle show. In that they, they didn't... The rest of the cast went surfing, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's Hawaii. These guys just walked in and let Locke said, oh, hey, you guys, and then walked off. You know what I mean? It was a drink. Hey, can you pass the butter? Thanks. And just, they were gone. You know, the rest of the cast had nothing to do with this fucking show. It's almost like earlier in the series, and it's like they're planning their, their, like, their storylines according to who's getting arrested that week. Yeah, yeah. One of them, that's the thing. And Lucia, as played by um, Hispanic chick. Um, Michelle Rodriguez? Yes. Mm. She literally got written out. She got shot in the face because she fucking was drunk driving. I'd like to shoot her in the face. A couple of other people got cut out because they were drunk driving. And it shows you again, Michael Emerson was a linchpin of the show and he was cast for three episodes. He's in the rest of them from that point onwards and always sitting in the background being creepy. He is a fucking cool character. He's very cool. But they had no fucking idea. 
They've said that they wanted, they had the very in mind the last shot. They did have in mind the last shot, but that last shot doesn't involve any plot. It's the same shot as the beginning shot. I'm not going to go with the spoilers, but seriously, if you're like, you know, hanging around Series 1, Series 2, and you're thinking you're going to watch the, the box set, don't. <laughs> Just go to YouTube, Google Lost Final Scene, that's it. And when you watch that, then you'll go, what was that? You don't find out from the rest of the show. <laughs> I'm just telling you, don't fucking bother. You should take note that this is someone who has seen every single episode. Every single episode. I but stopped, again, I, I stopped I, the season one because... I'm annoyed, but I'm also like... The, the, one of the things, and there is a craft to it, the last episode, there is a craft to the point where they managed to erect a framework where they were able to hit every emotional beat you've ever wanted and that's always that's, been the thing for me watching Lost is the characters you want to see what happens to Jack well not so much Jack because he's a plank of wood if the Keanu Reeves of the island for fuck's sake you can fucking they run into firewood burn him um, good, Sawyer good, Kate good vantage point Hurley yeah <laughs> those are the, these are characters you got into bed with you fucking live with these guys and they were awesome well, and they as would a, always as, do as, I mean as an outsider like uh, just um hearing stuff that uh, people are t- talking about it from people who have loved it to people who have hated it one thing that is pretty consistent is that there are a lot of very very truly touching uh, characters very much so yeah I'm, I was balling like a ch- three year old it's lollipops being stolen again every week fucking watching something but it did have that beautiful moment you were however they were attached to a side of the plot that meant nothing it was the bolt on fucking it was an extension that was built by the builders from hell it had nothing to do with anything so plot wise you're like what so at the end of it you're like you know you wipe away the tear and you go hang on a fucking second what was that you just jipped me what the fuck was the island what was going on what was going on what was the plot yeah so fucking 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 JJ well JJ was only involved a bit I said cutting him slack because I watched Star Trek again yesterday (laughs) in a better better copy than a better DVD than I had before and I was like he's your fucking buddy or something he was like no 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 hey hey, look he was drunk when he did Lost (laughs) alright Felicity (laughs) he was drunk the whole time he did that but yeah, so that's lost. Um, I think I, we don't need a spoiler zone. I think I did one. No, I don't. I don't think we should. But yeah, if you're gonna watch that, fuck it. Just watch Box like I like to get. I think it was more, much more satisfying. Much more satisfying, even with its holes. Yeah. I mean, the fucking island lives in a hole. That's what the island is. It's a plot hole. For fuck's sake. There you go. That's a t-shirt right fucking, there. Fucking Jack. <laughs> fucking Jake. I knew, the, I knew I knew the guy from Party of Five wasn't going to do me straight it's like fucking ABC fucking ABC shit first. it's over now I'm over it move on first clerks now this yeah I watched um, the uh, latest Shrek movie Shrek Forever After oh this is a this is a weird fucking movie dude <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really it's a really weird movie because uh Okay, I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I did not watch the third film, and I wasn't crazy about the second one. I loved the first one. Uh, I thought the first one was, like, a, a breakthrough in uh, character animation. The first one blew me away because I didn't know what to expect, and then to expect that level of irreverence was fantastic. And to get that level of irreverence was absolutely fantastic. I know, but I mean, like, you know, like, like now, when things have advanced so much, sometimes I think we forget just how realistic those characters look yeah, yeah. when that movie came out. You know, it's now with Avatar. But even with that, how realistic the characters were. Mm. 
It was a character movie. I mean, you can't... Absolutely. And it was the first... You can't CGI a turd, but you can be an incredibly detailed turd, but a one-off character. No, but the first Shrek, to me, was the first animated film that actually successfully embodied the actors playing them. Mm. You know what I mean? It was like, that was really a movie where... Mike Myers was doing what Mike Myers does best. Eddie Murphy was doing what he, I mean. The, the the characters in those movies were tailored from the actors. Yeah. And how appealing they were depended entirely on how you felt about those actors. You know, and and it was the first movie to do that that was actually successful. Yeah. It managed to just get everything that was amazing about those actors, which is you know like which is why. Eddie Murphy stole the first one because yeah. everyone knows fuck Eddie Murphy is way funnier than Mike Myers yeah <laughs> you know Mike, I'm an ogre Mike Myers will always be a sketch comedy actor yeah he will always be a, ske- a brilliant sketch comedy actor you know I mean like if he could somehow mount his he own he can't say a line like in the morning I'm making waffles <laughs> can't no can't and Eddie Murphy has got one killer line in this movie that is just classic Eddie Murphy and it might have been scripted but I doubt it really it just feels like this is something like this is Eddie cutting loose this is just something that just happened and it's not even not, you know it's not what you would think but when as soon as you hear it you're like no fucking way did someone write that that's, that, 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 that's Eddie Murphy pure Eddie but the, the strange thing about this movie is that it's actually quite adult hmm? it's actually quite serious I mean it's, it's Shrek the midlife crisis because now he's married. Mm-hmm. Like this is the this is all this. He's got a baby. First, you're given. Like, got a baby. Oh uh, yeah, he's got three. Oh. Okay, but okay, just a, like a little bit of background. The opening scene. He's got three wee barons because he's an ogre. <laughs> That's right. The, op- <laughs> the opening scene, you have uh, fucking uh, the 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 queen and king, Fiona's parents, going to Rumpelstiltskin. The king's dead. No, like uh, this is it's a flashback. Oh. When Fiona was trapped in the dark tower oh, okay. before her true love came to save her. That everyone thought she was going to be trapped up there forever. So the opening scene is like the her parents going to Rumpelstiltskin to try and make a deal mm-hmm. to, to have her saved, and in return they sign away the whole kingdom uh-huh. to this fucker. And they're going to do it because they've got no choice. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they do it, uh, as, as soon as they do it, like there's a knock on the door. It's like the princess has been saved. You know, so like rip Turn it that up, shit up, rip it up. So he's got a person. So Rumpelstiltskin realizing it's it's fucking Shrek. He's got a personal vendetta against this fucker. Right. Flash forward, like all these years later, Shrek is married with kids. It's a vendetta because he's an ogre. Yeah. And he's unhappy. He's unhappy. He's bored by routine. He's bored by the routine of marriage. Welcome to life, dude. I know. But this is what I mean. It's a cartoon that goes there. It's, it's like Fantastic like, Fox. It's like, yeah, he's... It's, it's the anime. No, no. And it's like, he's, he's not happy, dude. Yeah. He's in a midlife crisis. And he misses being feared. He misses the good old days. When he was still an ogre and everyone was scared shitless of him. He misses, you know, and, and it's kind of like... He misses his old days caterwauling with the blokes down the pub. No, kind, no, of, thing, kind of thing, kind yeah, of thing. No, it's like misses, like, scaring the shit out of him. Yeah, 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 pretty much. That, that's the equivalent it's of... a metaphor. It's a metaphor, that's right. But it, it automatically puts it on a very serious tone. Yeah. Because it's not really treated... It's treated quite dramatically. Yeah. There are... Op- there, they do try and fit jokes in there. Yeah. But it doesn't work. This is the thing about this movie. This movie's not funny. Really? There was a there was a group of kids like sitting. I mean, like not group, but like there were some kids in, uh, in, in the rows in front of me with their dad. Yeah. And the dad was laughing every once in a while. But the kids, like every once in a while, would turn to the dad and it's like, "Dad, this this movie's not funny. I'm go." They didn't. They, they weren't enjoying themselves. Why is Shrek crying in the bathroom? It's fucking drinking up. whiskey. There you go. You know, like what is that needle? You know, it's like it's all kind of weird shit. And then. And so he's at his kid's birthday party, and because he's all fucked up in the head, he has this, you know, like, he, he has this, because there's this one kid who keeps, like, saying, like, uh, like uh, the, the father will take him, he's like, hey, Shrek, will you do that uh, scary ogre, o- ogre roar for my son? 
Yeah, and then suddenly he passes out the sun and the sun's like, do the roar. <laughs> you know, it's like, and he keeps saying no, it's like, do the roar. Do the roar. Do and, everything, and everything gets more and more frantic because everyone keeps talking in his ear. He can't take a shit because there's a fucking tour bus that says, and here we have track. <laughs> so he's like a fucking sideshow attraction. He's getting fed up. Yeah. His life is, he's just not happy with his life. And he has, and everyone keeps going crazy at him and he fucking screams in the middle of his, like, his son's first birthday. And, and then, uh, you know, and, and, and then like everyone like uh, like is quiet for a minute, and they start cheering because like yeah, he did the roar. Oh, oh yeah, all right, trick. And then some, and then Puss in Boots turns up and says, "I have the cake," you know. And then he just smashes the cake and goes outside, has this big fucking fight with Fiona, and he tells Fiona that he basically like I regret the day I fucking uh, you know like I basically so regret everything. No, you know it's like I wish I had my whole fucking life back. And Rumpelstiltskin, who's now homeless, is like there like oh, and he offers him a deal. It could, it, it, he uh, entices him into his fucking like. Uh, it's a wonderful Shrek. Yeah, it's a wonderful Shrek. Entices him into his fucking like uh, that uh, fucking deal. Yeah, and uh, he's because uh, he gets Shrek drunk, like literally, like makes martinis for him and gets him drunk, <laughs> and then says, and then Shrek is like, oh, I just wish I could be an ogre for a day, and and then like he gives him like ogre for a day, and in return, he has to give him a day from his life. Yeah, and he's and Rumpelstiltskin says to him, give me a day from your childhood. And so he's like, okay, and he, and Rumpelstiltskin takes the day he was born. Ah, ah, ah. And then when so when he is an ogre for a day, he never existed prior. Who plays Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah, it's this guy I've never heard of, who's also the the storyboard editor or something of the movie. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Brad Bird situation. Wow, he's a cunt. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he's a fucking cunt. You know, it's like he's just got this fucking look. <laughs> and you just you just hate, you just hate the fucker, you know. So he does a good job. He doesn't have the best lines. No, I mean that that's just it. The script is a little weak. It's not very funny. A lot of the jokes fall flat. But he takes the day Shrek was born, so therefore he takes the kingdom from Shrek. Yeah, he takes the kingdom from Shrek, and so Shrek has to fucking fight back for everything. Like he's never met Donkey. When he meets Donkey, Donkey has no fucking idea who he is. Yeah. So and it's actually pretty dark. Yeah. It's actually quite dark and it's quite adult because now all of his all of Rumpelstiltskin's uh, warriors are night uh, are witches. Sorry. Oh. Are witches. And it's really weird. It's like when they bring Shrek in, the palace is a fucking rave and all the witches. Are <laughs> <laughs> that part's actually pretty funny. Yeah. The one part that made me laugh out loud was a line that Donkey has where. When he meets Donkey, like Don, you know, Donkey's like it's pretty funny because when he meets Donkey, he's, he's in prison. Like so, he's being carted off to jail, and Donkey is pushing the cart that uh, is taking him, and the witches, you know, like are whipping him. But Donkey's like singing '80s tracks, <laughs> and, and and they keep whipping him, and every time they whip him, he switches the track, <laughs> and that's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's some Cindy Lauper in there, you know. It's it's pretty funny stuff. Uh, but the one part- Girl, just wanna have fun. <laughs> but there's one true colors. Ow, oh, he's, he's, he's wincing under the the, the yoke. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the one part that really cracked me up was he's like Shrek's been trying to talk to Donkey Dong's like you're like I don't know you blah 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 blah. blah. And then just as he's being dragged in to see Rumpelstiltskin, Shrek says to Donkey like Don't worry, Donkey, I'm gonna make everything all right. I'm gonna get our lives back. And then Donkey just says. Yeah, whatever. Put some put some mustard on mine, Captain Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking lost it. The guy in front of me lost it. Yeah. His two year old son. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie overall. Like, where, where, where do you put it in the pantheon? I would, I would I would give it 
I mean, like, I didn't really like Shrek 2. No? You know, and yeah, more than goes 1 at all. You know, I mean, I really loved 1. I didn't love this. No. But I admired the fact that they actually went somewhere that Hang was... Hang on, there was a 3, wasn't there? There was a 3, I didn't see that. What was 3? I heard Shrek the 3rd. I heard it was shit. Um, I didn't watch this in 3D, although I can imagine some of the sequences being pretty cool. No, really? Um, some, not many. Not many. Like, the, the final battle towards the end... Trying to imagine it in 3D, I'm like, this could possibly kick ass in 3D. Oh, right. Um, just that that last sequence. Is Chris I mean, Sherming in it again? No. No, no, no. No. That's what I mean. It's like a lot of the things that made it really funny... Are gone. Are kind of gone and replaced with other shit. I mean, the Three Pigs is still there, but even the Three Pigs is like... Are they so gay? Are they Hans and Fritz? They're so yeah. They're accused of eating, like, uh, his son's birthday cake. It's like, we ate some cakes. <laughs> we ate all the cakes. And it's like, what about muffins? No, we have some muffins too. <laughs> you know? So, in, in that... I mean, there are some moments, and there's some pretty amusing bits with the gingerbread man, who becomes a bounty hunter. Nice. <laughs> So I mean, there are some. There's some nice ideas in there. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. <laughs> the Pied Piper is like a fucking bounty bounty hunter. He sets his piper to like whichever creature he's gonna make dance. <laughs> so he sets it to or- ogres. And that's like, pretty funny. No, there's some funny ideas in there, and like if if I want to hunt you down, motherfucker. <laughs> it's worth seeing. I mean, I would say it is worth seeing because there is an attempt at real depth. Yeah. You know, it's, it's there is a real story there, and. It does have some nice emotional beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's very funny. I don't think kids will find it particularly exciting, except for certain, you know, like moments and sequences. Sounds a lot like Lost. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, I, it was it was a weird experience because does it I, put a cap on the end. Yes, it does. Very much so. Yes, it does. Shrek Dad. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> for his sins. Not that kind of cap. <laughs> But uh, I mean, Shrek dies, Daddy. But it is a very nicely round-up thing. Mm. It leaves it open for a sequel. There's always room for a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jell-O. <laughs> always room for Jell-O. But I hope they don't. I hope they leave it at this. It's not an embarrassing way to sign out. Mm. Um, it's not a great way to sign out, but it's not embarrassing. Cool. Sounds better than lost. Yeah. All right. Well, I got two movies this week. Uh, the first of which, for a retro review, I finally sent my girlfriend in to watch Krull. Which I fucking loved. If you haven't heard of Crow, it's one of those '80s movies, and I think it deserves. After watching it again, it I think it deserves its place amongst the rest of those '80s pantheon. It does. It does. This is it's classic. up. It's up there with Labyrinth. It's up there with fucking Hawk the Slayer. Hawk the Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant. You're not that tall. <laughs> Won't you win fucking Crow? Um, I love Joe Moss Street. Um, you know, uh, Dark the, le- the never-ending story, Dark Crystal, or the, the the Princess Bride. It is that caliber. And actually, watching it on DVD, Secret of Nymph. Maybe. No, the animation version. You got to admit, Rebel, Rebel. The animation version, as opposed to what the stage play of the no, Secret the of Nymph. The Rebel, the, 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 the Rebel version. No, that's the Great Mouse Detective. No, Secret of Nymph is mice as well. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, James Ingram. Yeah. But um. I watched this on DVD copy for the first time in years. Like the last I, haven't, I haven't seen this in years. Yeah. But my memory of it as a child is that it was like the... Equip- you went out and bought a Frisbee, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, not yeah. a Frisbee, an Aerobee. I wanted to be a blonde idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very it? much so. Colin. Oh, I'll get to him. I'll get to him. So, this is very much a product of the Star Wars age. You know, they had this... They, they were trying to figure out how to factor swords and laser guns in, so the bad guys fire laser guns out of the hilts of their swords. And they also walk really slowly. They are the stormtroopers of this world. And they, they're having this mix of... 
the fucking normal medieval crap. So everyone rides horses. They fucking have a pre- uh, agrarian society. You know, no one's about the fucking car engine. However, the bad guys are aliens. They come and it, their castle is a spaceship, which I forgot from the beginning as well. Mm. They literally arrive in a spaceship and land on the planet. I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. No, I, no, no. I, I just remember that one night, huge fuck, just fucking holding the fucking doors open. Yeah, yeah. From Carry On of the Jungle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Cyclops. Oh, so what imaginative a name. So this has the uh, most spring couple ever getting married, and they're like, oh. We're doing it for the kingdom, but we also love each other, which is a good thing, because we're doing it for the kingdom. Absolutely. And uh, Lizette Anthony was dubbed for the whole fucking thing by an American actress, because the director said, we got to sell to America, because everyone in this art and movie is English. Yeah. Or Irish. Yep. In the case of Liam Neeson. Yep. Who turns up and you're like, what? Oh, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> He's like, we got to kill the dark stalkers. But uh, <laughs> it's bizarre to see him in it. I'll get to the cast in a bit. So... The wedding is interrupted. The beast has sent his stalkers to come over and kidnap her, and God only knows why. And everyone gets killed or knocked out. The prince wakes up in his incredibly tight, tight pants. Yep. I think I don't know whether he was cast because he's a free climber because he's going to do some free climbing later, and it looks like him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, fucking hell, Lanzarote looks awesome because it's got Lanzarote in it. <laughs> so his, his bird's been stolen he goes after her and this guy turns up who's got a name that I didn't really hear in the movie but from the cast list I can't pronounce it's Y-N-Y-R you know what I mean who's the awesome Freddie Jones uh, who's the guy who owned the Elephant Man before uh, fucking Anthony Hopkins yeah, yeah, and he's been in so many English movies doing weird stop that he's in so many movies doing like old yeah, creepy yeah. gent yeah, yeah. and he's jeans and he's like turns up and he's like come on you gotta save your wife come on for fuck's sake I'm mopping around and shit like that so they go on a quest and again this is with the Star Wars it is the hero's journey again there's the older gentleman showing him his way however they've a little bit more background to him than Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. he loved once but lost it <laughs> and you meet the widow of the web there you, you go yeah oh, shit that's his lost love so um, I need to see this movie again and then he bumps into a group they bump into a, a crowd of prisoners and they say oh only two men have the king the keys to these shackles the king and the king's marshal and he's like well who's the king <laughs> are you the king's marshal no <laughs> I see sir we shall fall in with you <laughs> better to die today so our sons of freedom sir <laughs> that's literally the way the conversation goes and this band of brigands of course is led by a guy who's in he was in remember the saint the yeah. inspector after him yeah, yeah yeah I think that's the most prominent he's been he's been like the bill a hundred million times he's very much of, I've seen this guy so many times on TV it was crazy I love the bill uh, Alan Armstrong Alan A-L-U-N I know this dude yeah I've s- <laughs> you met him I haven't met him no no I, I don't think I mean so he's the leader of this awesome. <laughs> pirate band and uh, Liam Neeson turns up and do you remember Mark from EastEnders the guy who got AIDS yes He's in it. <laughs> and he has the same eyebrows as he has when he's older. <laughs> Only he's eight. And he's got this massive monobrow. I will, he's the first one who actually says, I'll join you, King. From the East End, isn't it? It's, it's insane. Isn't it? Isn't it? Matt, Matt Cardi, it's bizarre. He's oh, like, fuck. It's, it's, it's crazy just watching this movie because I was freaking out because I haven't seen it in so long. It's like, oh the, my God, look at all these fucking people. The last Todd Cardi, Todd Cardi. Todd Cardi. <laughs> He's fucking it. Oh fuck! You have no idea what kind of flashbacks I'm getting right now. It's 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 Mark Fowler. Ah! Oh, don't say that name. Last one. Huh? Last one. Okay. But he turns up and he's awesome. Shit, Mark Fowler. Exactly right. And there's a load of carry-on actors as well. There's like Iago the magician. There's just 
magician is shit I will turn you into a goose turn himself into a goose <laughs> awesome uh, Robbie fucking Coltrane Hagrid is in this and when he turns up he's wearing like dungarees and an orange t-shirt underneath he's carrying a long pole whose top is out of shot and you think painter and decorator because <laughs> everyone else has medieval haircuts the lead guy has the thickest Timothee locks he looks like a younger uh, Patrick Swayze <laughs> totally is rocking the Swayze yep and then uh, everyone else has got like you know pirate hair and he just walks in like he's just come out of the barber and he's got a six on the sides he's fucking like you know he's fucking shaved he's got a shaved haircut and he's just got a tash and he's like alright and he's got his fucking builder's pole with the fucking roller on the end and you're like what the, why is he here <laughs> and not only that when I looked up afterwards Michael Elphick from Boone overdubbed him and he's more incomprehensible than him why did he do that <laughs> I think he does get an awesome death scene though I really need to see this movie. You, you got to see this movie again. So yeah. So I mean, and Bernard Breslau then is the other is the Cyclops who they they traded their eye for the ability to see the future, but the beast tricked them. They only saw the day of their own death, <laughs> which is very poetic. It's very it touches the heartstrings, and then you realize it's the guy from the Carry On movies. <laughs> it's the big tall guy. It's the giant from Hawk the Slayer who was six foot two. You know that guy? I remember that. Because once he opens his mouth, you're like, it's fucking carry on Matrix. <laughs> oh, you know, the Disney, yeah. We know our death is kind of depressing. <laughs> oh. She never had a top off when I was in there. <laughs> so he's got this. So he's got this crazy shit going on. And to be fair, the cycle is awesome, but it does follow the hero's journey. There are conflicts in the way. And it's in DVD quantity, it looks amazing. I was surprised how well it's held up wow. the whole widow of the web the spider looks fucking awesome it's obviously on a trailing, but it looks cool and the fucking the, the, the countryside they're helped a lot by the fact that they didn't they used sets for some of it obviously it was filmed in Pinewood but they also just were riding across the countryside in the middle of Italy it was fucking it looks amazing it looks great and the thing about Colin who's played by uh, Ken Marshall yeah who has the like I said the luxurious locks yep I looked him up online he played Eddington in Deep Space Nine, the bald resistance leader. Oh, fuck. That was his hair, dude. That's why he wasn't in any good movies. He's like Cariel's bald. Wrong. That just won't work. Saw. Saw. He's good in that. It should be. He's good, yeah. He's put on some weight. But yeah, Crawl, he's got to save his girlfriend. He's gonna, he gets the glaive, which is this he's fucking thing, which is the whole fucking publicity of the film with a five star, five sided five bladed throwing fucking star that comes back and awesome and he gets it at the beginning and he puts it away and the guy says no you must use it only when you need it and I forgot about it <laughs> the movie he goes through the whole fucking thing and at the end oh hang on I got this thing here oh I'll throw this at you yeah it's awesome yeah That's it like, is awesome it's like it's like Australia tourism 2011 yeah so I'm gonna try this at you it's gonna come back yeah well, <laughs> What else? Sam Worthington in the remake of Crow. <laughs> Good work. But uh, it's, it's, Good it, work, it's still a classic 80s movie. And if you haven't seen it recently or ever, watch it. Watch it. Be prepared for cheese. Like if, you're going, if you've seen Willow and you know what to expect, this is it. Watch Willow first, then watch this. You're ready for an 80s fest. The other movie that I saw this week, which is a 2009 movie, it's called In the Loop. This is a spin-off of uh, In the Thick of It. Yeah, The Thick of It. Um, which is this absolutely fantastic show about the Labour Party in a way mm-hmm. and the head of communications who's not really a, ro- a real role but it's in, actually in England, a, uh, in England. In England. Yes. London, England <laughs> Downing Street 
Um, it's basically Headspin Doctor. And he gets to be a fucking cunt. He just is the, he's the voice of the PM. He is Metroton. He's the voice of God. And God says, shut the fuck up and do what I say right the fuck now. He's, for, Amer- for American listeners, he's uh, Robert De Niro in Wag the Dog. Mm. He, oh, no. No, I mean, in terms of the role he plays. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very much like a TV show, and it's very much... This is not something you want to watch when you're sleepy. It the, does, the dialogue it is so quick fire. And, and it's actually weird as well, because like, I thought with the, the recent war in the Gulf, they'd be doing that. It is all about an idiot minister and how he kind of starts the war in the Gulf. And he literally is a fucking spaz. Every five minutes he's like, should I resign? I think I should resign for this. <laughs> Who plays the... Can you, can you put out nods and winks that I'm resigning? How do I put a nod and wink out? Just, just do it. I can't remember his name. He's, a, he's, a, he's this pretty... Um, Tom Holland is his name? Tom Holland, yeah. And he's incredibly small as well. Everyone else in this cast is fucking huge. You know the girl who is in the wheelchair in Notting Hill? Uh, yes. Gina McKee? Gina McKee, yes. Yeah, she's in there. She gets so much abuse. And um, Malcolm Tucker, obviously, Peter Cavaldi. And like, there's a whole thing with, like, he says war is unforeseeable. Because he thinks that's okay. But saying it's unforeseeable means it's kind of probable. So he gets, like, taken in by all these US hawks. Mm-hmm. Played by uh, Sledgehammer. You know, the, the guy played Sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, they, they, they want to go to war. And it has the whole beautiful political thing of the US economy, uh, US politics versus UK politics. Like, <coughs> he used to go to a, you know, constituency meeting where Tim uh, uh, Coogan, Paul, what's his name? Coogan? Tom Coogan? Hmm? Paul Coogan. Something Coogan. Oh, uh, uh, Tom. Steve Coogan. Steve, Steve, Steve. <laughs> Steve Coogan's wall is falling down from the constituency and he's the deal with that level of crap but he's also in, in Washington getting involved in the war mm-hmm. and everyone in the US, in the Washington side is all uber professional, it's all very West Wing, you know, you've got um, James Gandolfini mm-hmm. as uh, General Flintstone as Malcolm calls him <laughs> and uh, the chick from My Girl. Yeah, the chick from My Girl is in it. Um, Anna Chomsky. Olivia Poulet, do you know her? She's in a lot of different things as well. Uh, it, it's basically they've a really it looks like it looks like CTU and they've got like this whole war committee and the whole thing of them is like well it's not called the war committee it's called like, it's something the most ludicrous name you can think of is like the future planning committee and so everyone gets on that but it's all the fuck ups they make along the way like the assistant actually tells his mate nah nah his mate who works for CNN nah I can't make it up for a drink tonight I meet up with these other people we're trying to get in the war committee <laughs> next day fucking war committee everywhere you know and yeah. then all just hiding the fact that they're inadequate human beings. There's a whole sequence where they're just following around the Secretary of State because they don't know where the meeting is and they won't ask. And they're following into the toilets. It's like, oh, it's, oh, it's the restroom. Oh, no, we don't need to do what you need to do in there. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just... And then the girls go into the toilet and they're like, let's just wait out here and follow them when they come out. Like, they literally have no fucking idea. It's such a send-up of the political system completely. Mm-hmm. But it has the most constructive swearing. That That's what heard. I've heard. Is that I mean, I, I've Peter Capaldi is an absolute genius, and then he introduces Presser, his aide, his second in command. And they're like, "Oh shit, it's the youngest man in Scotland," and he comes in and beats up faxes <laughs> while saying, "If I'm doing this to the fax, imagine what I'm going to do to the person who did the leak." <laughs> and just these people cowering in the corner. It's just, it's horrible. It's absolutely nightmarish, but it's genius at the same time. Just that it, it's very much like an angrier, more violent office. <laughs> with bigger stakes cool. so if, if you haven't seen Think of It I saw some of the episodes of The Think of It on the plane and they're fantastic and so that's why I got this movie so In the Loop definitely worth a watch Excellent. just be on your toes it's not one to fall asleep to because you'll just be shouted and cursed at 
Cool. And from the TV show, the best line that Peter Capaldi himself says is the best line in the whole show is, are you going to come the fuck in or else fuck the fuck off? Because that's the level he works at. So definitely worth watching. Cool. As we finish up then tonight, we'll come to the Malaysian and box office, the US box office top 10. At the Malaysian, number 10, Furry Vengeance. Very why? shit. Why? Why? Number 9, Andartu Terlampau. Duplo Satu Hari Mencari Swami. Indian movie? Uh, I think it's a Malay movie. Oh. Mm. Number 8, Kidnapper. Local movie? Singaporean, I think. Mm. Number 7, Ipman 2. I still have to see this. So do I, Danny Chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. If you haven't seen the first Ipman, go watch it now. Number six, Bounty Hunter. If you haven't seen that, don't. Don't. Number four, Iron Man 2. Go see it. Awesome. Number three, Nightmare on Elm Street. Heard shit. Terrible. Although, that's Platinum Dunes, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't bode well for the turtles. You know what? Fuck it, it's Michael Bay. Fuck, fuck it, it's Michael Bay. Number two, it's Robin Hood. <laughs> Number one, Shrek Forever After. The reason why I haven't reviewed Robin Hood this week is because the, the gods of the cinema have declared it wasn't allowed. I couldn't get tickets for anything. I've heard it's, uh, I mean, one review described it as saying, okay, take Gladiator and plus that shit with fucking um, Braveheart. Yeah. And then take everything that made those two movies classics. And throw them away. And throw them away and you have Robin Hood. Simmer. <laughs> Season. No, number 10 at the US box office is Kites. Hmm? Oh, Kites. yeah, Kites. This is a, a Tamil movie, I believe. Huh. Number 9 is Head Train Your Dragon, which would. I really yeah, need really to see this. I've heard it so good. They've already given it a sequel. Number eight, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number seven, Date Night. Number six, MacGruber, flopping. Well, I've heard that if you expect shit, you'll get it. I mean, it's not supposed to be fantastic. It's no Austin Powers. But, no, but there was some buzz. Yeah. There was some buzz leading up to it, and everyone expected it to open much bigger than it actually did. This, yeah. is, this is its opening weekend. Well, considering the shit that usually gets to number one in the US, like having this at number six is uh, at new is pretty bad. Number five, just right, Queen Latifah and Common in a basketball romantic comedy. You just described my worst night in ever. Number four, Letters to Juliet. Aman- no. Amanda Siegfried continues to go down on the hand that feeds her. Number three. Robin Hood. Number, number two, two, Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. 2. Keep it in there. And number one, Shrek Forever After You, Gavin's favorite movie. Of the Iron Man 2, also known as Less Than Zero 2. <laughs> <laughs> With weapons. <laughs> well, that's our lot for this evening. Thank you very much for listening. Kellen? Oh, yeah. We'll play you out with our customary playing out shit. Good night. Good night. West Philadelphia. I was born and raised. The playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out. Relaxing, relaxing, hopeful, shooting some people outside of the school on a couple of guys who are up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fright and my mom got scared and she said, she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. When it came near, the license plate said fresh, and there was dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say that this cab was rare. I thought, ah, forget it. 
seven. Oh, what's its name? <laughs> I yelled to the cabbie, Oh, I'm sorry, Fresh Prince of Middle-earth. 